Hey, this is Max from the Arkells, and you're listening to Underground Sports Philadelphia. get this party started what's going on everybody we are alive with underground sports philadelphia episode number 226 i'm your host kyle bennett joined over our voice line is the host with the most the champion of the fourth and goal squad leading the way for our fantasy football division coming at you live from massachusetts patty pitts what's going on brother Nothing. I'm just stuck in the pits cave, and it uh, looks like I'm going to be stuck here a little while longer. But you know what? I got my flat screen. I got my Xbox. I got Underground Philly. I got everything I need, so can't really complain all that much. We're doing everything we can. And as always, guys, show presented by our local sponsors, Main Auto LLC, Ducharms Pro Foot, Security 21, Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated, Bob Novick Automall, Mark Ronchetti, CPA LLC, and the Dental Wellness Center of Vineland. And of course, Powered by our awesome merch provider, Design Tree, DSGNTree.com. Search Underground Sports Philadelphia and use the promo code SPRING20. You save yourself 20% off your entire order uh, at checkout. You can't beat that. Our merch is top of the line. You can get the NHLPA mascot of the year, Gritty. You see the banner hanging behind where Matt normally sits when we're not practicing social distancing. You can get that on a shirt or a hoodie. We've got our Eagles on the road to victory shirt, the logo shirt, all the good stuff. It's on our storefront. Go check that out. And, of course, we can't not mention our brand-new sponsor, Tomahawk Shades. I'm rocking them right now. Tomahawk Shades started on Long Island in 2013. They're providing quality sunglasses and blue light glasses for all you people staring at screens at homes. Protect your damn eyes. Do the right thing. Go to Tomahawk Shades' website, and what's in it for you? You're probably asking, KB, Pitts, why are you advertising this company to us? Well, they're hooking you guys up with a 25% off discount code at at checkout. Use the promo code USP, and you save 25% off your entire order at checkout at TomahawkShades.com. They're the best in the business. Can't thank them enough for doing what they do for the show. And, uh, Pitts, I've heard a few people using the promo code, so they're helping us pay the bills. Yeah, they're helping us pay the bills. I'm going to be using the promo code as soon as my uh, unemployment check comes in because my blue light glass is awful and I need new ones. And my eyes are hurting from the amount of screens I look at a day. So you need, need to get an upgrade. Need to upgrade you. And that's why you go to TomahawkShades.com and use that promo code USP. But Pitts, uh, you know, you talked about how you might be in the Pitts cave a little longer, but we might have baseball, potentially. Jeff Passan came out, ESPN covers Major League Baseball, um, with an absolute heater on April 7th, a couple days ago, and it was at like midnight. I was texting it to everybody. I was like, guys... We got it. We got a. We got a. We got a. Defcon four. Like we might have sports. 
Uh, but Passan wrote in this article that Major League Baseball and its players are increasingly focused on a plan that could allow them to start the season as early as May and has the support of high-ranking federal public health officials who believe the league can safely operate amid the coronavirus pandemic, sources told ESPN. Though the plan has a number of potential stumbling blocks, it has emerged above other options as the likeliest to work and has been embraced by Major League Baseball and the Players Association leadership who are buoyed by the possibility of baseball's return and the backing of federal official sources said. Uh, the plan would dictate that all 30 teams play games at stadiums with zero fans in the Phoenix area, including the Diamondbacks Chase Field, 10 spring training facilities, and perhaps other nearby fields. Players, coaches, uh, and other essential personnel would be sequestered at local hotels where they would live in relative isolation and travel only to and from the stadium, sources said. Federal officials at the Centers uh, for Disease Control and Prevention, as well as the National Institutes of Health, have been supportive of a plan that would adhere to strict isolation, promote social distancing, and allow Major League Baseball to become the first professional sport to return. Pitts, I need your thoughts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I want to believe it, and I want to be happy about it because I don't think anyone in the world right now needs anything more than sports because we have absolute zero distraction from what's going on in the news. But at the same time, I'm, I have to be a little bit of skeptic, a little bit of a skeptic here. I just don't see it happening. I, I think that. We don't know. It's just there's so much coming out right now about the disease and without the virus um, and, you know, kind of that whole social distancing thing. Granted, like, I think it'd be great if no fans are in the stadium and we get to watch it from our homes. But if we got to watch from our homes, that means people are going to be in the stadiums. It's going to be some sort. You have to have a broadcast because that's part of the reason how sports, professional sports make money. So it's very kind of convoluted and very kind of wire twisting. I, I don't know. I, I don't know if it could actually happen. I would love it, but um, I don't see it happening in the near future. It would be extremely interesting to see how this all plays out. Uh, and friend of the show, the one and only Sixers Adam, you can follow him on Twitter at Sixers Adam, did a great job transcribing the entire article. So here are the hit points. Like we said, all 30 teams would be in the Phoenix area, including the Diamondbacks Chase Field, 10 spring training sites, and perhaps other nearby fields. All the players, coaches, and essential staff, which I would assume would include the media broadcasts and everything like that, uh, isolated in hotels and only travel to hotels and back. The CDC and the NIH have approved of this. June would be a more realistic option than May. Uh, health officials said this is the clearest path to playing. The Major League Baseball would have to forego gate receipts, which is about $10 billion plus dollars. Uh, possibilities to include in this would be an electronic strike zone, so we'd finally have a robo-ump um, because they would have the home plate umpire distanced enough to where they don't come in contact with people, and the robo-ump would call balls and strikes. Uh, there would be no mound visits. A sev you'd have seven-inning double-headers to try to get in as many of the 162 games as possible and get it as close to that number. Uh, so that would be interesting. We'd have shortened games, and it would be double headers. 
uh, regular use of on-field mics, which I think is fantastic. Uh, and then instead of sitting in the dugout, players and coaches and everything would be sitting in the stands that are obviously empty six feet apart. And they realized the alternative may be worse for both sides, which would be no baseball at all in 2020. Yeah, I really think it's going towards a direction of we're not going to have sports for a while. What you said is actually really a good idea in a sense. I like the robo up and the seven inning, um, the seven inning double headers would be good because everyone's like, how do we make baseball faster pace and more interesting to watch? Well, seven innings is a perfect time limit. But then, you know, you have the mound visits, no mound visits. It's that's a crucial aspect to the game, especially when you want to make a pitching change or so you don't want to make a pitching change and the pitchers needs to be calmed down a little bit. I think it's a great opportunity. You know, that's what the mound visits are for. But yeah, I I don't know. I'm just really skeptical about this whole thing. I I really am skeptical about sports in general being played because it's so weird. It just, it's no one, it's just so weird what's going on right now that I actually, for the first time in my life, am speechless. Yeah, I it's, it's wild. Like, to think about all the stuff that could possibly come out of this is crazy. And everything that Sixers Adam broke down, I mean, I personally, the biggest thing to stand out to me is having regular use of on-field mics. That is game-changing. I got to witness that all summer long this past summer with the Premier Lacrosse League. The mic'd-up videos they put out are unreal. And to just have in-game commentary from players while they're on the field, it makes fans want to tune in because you're hearing from your favorite players constantly. And I think the use of on-field mics would probably go into an alternative for mound visits and everything where a manager would probably be able to communicate with whoever has the mic on and it's like okay this is happening relay this to whoever and that also came into my mind of like okay this is how the mics could be used kind of similarly to a head coach headset in the NFL with the quarterback and whatever defensive player is wearing the mic'd up helmet as well I think that's where the mound visit kind of gets replaced is would be with the mic'd up players yeah, I, I could see that happening, especially with, you know, and I, and we already kind of got a taste of the mic'd up players during spring training. I like that whole aspect of the spring training broadcast where the commentators were getting to, you know, kind of hear what was going on in the field and whatnot. And like, I don't know, it's just really just so fascinating what's going on right now that now we have the technology to do certain things. It just, I still just do not see, like, there's always a what if, there's always, you got to think worst case scenario, and I just, I would love this to happen, don't get me wrong, but um, I think this would upset more people than it would please, if that makes sense. And there's obvious obstacles, like you said, you're going to have the broadcast teams out there, and if these people are going to be isolated uh, in hotels and everything, like, you're more than likely going to have to have them out there for the entirety of the season, which would be about four and a half months. Everybody's going to be in Arizona. Like, you can't go anywhere. How does that affect, you know, people with their families? You're not going to see your family for four and a half months. Um, You know, and one of the other things that I saw in the article and that kind of came to light as well is uh, if anyone were to, you know, contract the virus while playing, Uh, expanded rosters, like heavily expanded rosters throughout your minor league systems would be used, and those players would be readily available to come in and replace any player. But then it's like, okay, 
you kind of have to backtrack and see what players that player came in contact with and all that kind of stuff. I think it's, I think it's a beacon of light though, that leagues are trying to figure out ways to play. But like you said, like there's going to be a ton more obstacles to overcome for this to be a real possibility. Yeah, because they're losing money. It's a, a, every business needs money to survive, and no one's making money right now, especially professional sports, which are the biggest money makers in America, at least one of them. And they're getting, and it just, it's they're trying to do something to make money. I totally understand where they're coming from, and that's why I'm not, you know, hating the idea or saying it's a stupid idea. I'm just saying that I think, you know, it's, it, it might not be the time, you know, it, it's, it, we might have to just, I don't know. You know, I just don't know. It's so crazy. Like, look at, look at what's happening right now. I mean, the UFC just kind of shut, not kind of, the UFC just shut down all matches and all events. I mean, we're just going to see this for a while. And I just saw a report um, on my local sport, uh, not local sports, my local news uh, channel that, we don't this might last till august like you don't no one knows when this is going to last till so we just have to like wait it out and you know we have the technology to kind of keep us busy during this time i don't know you know i I really don't know what what to to think of all this yeah it's it's crazy to think about i i like that it's in a mutual kind of agreement between the the league and the players association for this to potentially happen. And, you know, the logistics of it still definitely have to be worked out and, and taken at the, you know, most serious type of conditions too, and making sure that, you know, everybody that is out there is safe and taking into account, you know, families and stuff like that and how long you're going to be away from your family if you are isolated in Arizona because that's going to be the, the hosting spot. But for them to have come up with all of these options for this plan as quickly as they have, I think that's a, a great sign too. Oh yeah. And that's, and that's, you, you make a good point there is that, yeah, this might not happen. And we're just talking hypotheticals with this, but like, I mean, their ideas, it's something, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It, it's something to think about and hope to plan, you know, plan for, you know, it, it's really something that we could look forward to. And I think that a lot of leagues, are doing stuff like that to keep themselves not only busy, but in business. So Right. And like we said, like they're going to have to forfeit the gate fees from people coming in with tickets, which is going to be a, a huge part of, of teams' revenues. But if you have TV broadcasts and you have TV deals with these teams, like you're going to get probably more money than ever from the TV broadcast if this were to go down because so many people will be tuning in just because it's live sports. Oh yeah, people need live sports. At this point, I think live sports. If whatever it's not even sports, whatever it is that comes back first is going to have the biggest kind of bump because they're going to be the first thing back. They're going to be the first thing that people go to. Not gonna lie, I, I if you know, I like plays and I like Broadway. But if Broadway came back first over sports, I'm probably going to start watching musicals and going to you know plays and stuff because. We need something, you know oh, what I mean? Sign, it's, it's, sign me it's, up for any musical that comes out, whether it's you know broadcast through a live stream or something. I will insane. sit down we and watch that something. because you guys know my background and, and my place in oh, the absolutely. theater world. I love a good musical, so sit me down and I will check that out a million percent. Um, 
But you're going to get that guy. You're going to get that guy who doesn't, you know, is not really into it or whatnot. But he's going to sit and watch them. You know, guy or girl doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Whoever's not into, it, they're going to watch it because it's something on. And I think that's what baseball is trying to do, and they're trying to capitalize on being the first thing back to try to get the most amount of people to watch their stuff. Thousand percent. And I think just the way that they've been able to kind of come together and and put all of this in written form for Jeff Passan to put it in an article is fascinating to me. And like when I saw it, when the, when he dropped the article at like one o'clock in the morning, I was like, I was like rubbing my eyes. Like, am I asleep or is this real? Like it was one of those things where it was like, wow, like there's a chance. Is it a realistic chance? Who knows yet? But the fact that there is all of this information available that has come together in such a short amount of time, I think is fascinating. We'll see what happens. It's going to be quite interesting. Um, But before we get into the next potential live sport, quote unquote, that we're going to get, got to talk to you guys about our friends at Tomahawk Shades. I told Patty Pitts when Tomahawk Shades came on board with Underground Sports Philadelphia about these guys, and he was doing backflips on our FaceTime call. It was it was a sight to behold. But Tomahawk Shades, they started on Long Island, two brothers uh, in 2013. They are delivering a quality sunglasses, quality blue light glasses, quality clothing. They sell watches on their site now, but it's all at an affordable price. You know, you go out and get these high-end, expensive sunglasses at the mall or online, wherever you may get them, and you're spending all this money, and you could potentially lose those glasses. They could break. All that good stuff. Tomahawk Shades, they are the best in the business. My blue light glasses are on the way. I can't wait to be wearing them on every single podcast with you guys. Uh, They've got these blue light plus elite edition matte blacks that I ordered, and they look absolutely stunning. Uh, they've got different styles, different colors, all that good stuff. They're uh, partnered up with professional athletes in tons of different leagues, whether it's the NHL, the Premier Lacrosse League, the National Lacrosse League, you name it, they've got their hands dipped everywhere. I tweeted, actually, Pitts, I tweeted at Will Parks because he said oh. he, he, he needed some uh, some sunglasses. And I said, we got to hook you up with our friends at Tomahawk Shades. Will, don't, do we have an opportunity for you, my man? We, we got to hook Will Parks up, Tomahawk Shades. And both Tomahawk Shades and Will like the tweet. So uh, we might be on to something there, hooking up one of our friends with another one of our friends. But you guys, like I said, they're hooking you guys up too. When you go to checkout, whatever's in your cart, use the promo code USP. So Underground Sports Philadelphia USP at checkout. You're going to save 25% off your order. You can't beat that. They hooked us up big time with an elite promo code for our awesome listeners. So go use that promo code USP. Help us pay the bills and give back to you guys as much as we possibly can. And uh, who knows? We might have some giveaways going down with Tomahawk Shades soon. All that good stuff. But uh, make sure you go TomahawkShades.com. When you go to check out, use the promo code USP. SP and save yourself 25% off at checkout. Pitts, uh, we might have some NBA action because thank God ESPN and the NBA and the NBA Players Association announced that 10-time NBA All-Star Chris Paul of the Oklahoma City Thunder 
2020 NBA All-Star Trey Young of the Atlanta Hawks and newly elected Naismith Memorial Basketball Hall of Famer Tamika Catchings, they're going to headline a list of eight NBA and WNBA players and legends who will participate yeah, in the new... You're missing a legend there, bud. You're missing a legend who's going to be in it. I'm going to get to the rest of the list in just a second. The truth, baby. The truth will set you free. Uh, Pierce, my guy. But they are going to participate in the new NBA Horse Challenge exclusively on ESPN and streamed on the ESPN app. So beginning this Sunday, April 12th, coming up at 7 p.m., Chris Paul, Trey Young, Tamika Catchings, Chicago Bulls guard Zach Levine, three-time WNBA All-Star Allie Quigley of the Chicago Sky, Utah Jazz guard Mike Conley Jr., and NBA Finals MVPs Chauncey Billups and, as Pitt said, Paul Pierce will match shots against one another in a single elimination horse competition from their respective isolated home courts. ESPN NBA commentator Mark Jones will serve as the official host. And uh, there was a tweet that Trey Young put out and said, absolutely no dunking at Zach Levine. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> that would be so unfair. If Zach Levine does like a between the legs dunk and then like <laughs> Paul Pierce can barely get up there now, like that's just not fair. So yeah, I'm with you, Trey Young. I'm with you, man. So the horse challenge will be divided into two groups of four with the winners of the first two games in each group meeting in the semifinals. The winner from each group will move on to the championship round. ESPN will present the four quarterfinal games on Sunday. The semifinals and the championship game will air on Thursday, April 16th, beginning at 9 p.m. Eastern time. So group one is going to be Chauncey Billups, Tamika Catchings, Mike Conley Jr., and Trey Young. Group two will be Zach Levine, Chris Paul, Paul Pierce, and Allie Quigley. A coin toss at the start of each game will determine who shoots first with the more senior player calling heads or tails. Players must describe each shot attempt specifying the type of score they intend to make before taking the shot, such as a bank shot or swish. Dunking is prohibited. The first player in each game to accumulate the letters horse after failing to match five shots is eliminated. Uh, so the quarterfinals, group one, is going to be uh, Trey Young versus Chauncey Billups, Tamika Catchings versus Mike Conley Jr., Zach Levine versus Paul Pierce in group two, and Chris Paul versus Allie Quigley in group two. And then there will be an encore presentation uh, right after the broadcast of the initial quarterfinal matchups. And then, obviously, Thursday, the semifinals and the championship game will go down. And uh, it'll be broadcast and televised. And I'm pretty sure all those sports bettors and degenerates will have something to bet on NBA-wise, which will be interesting to see how that all goes down. But uh, your thoughts on the horse competition, Patty Pitts? I'm betting the house on Paul Pierce. I don't care. <laughs> I need the truth to win this. Uh, no, I'm really excited for this. It's really going to be fun. Uh, it's going to be good to see like some sort of live sports happening during this time. And the NBA, and I, I say this to my dad all the time, is that they're the best league out there right now in marketing themselves. Oh yeah, football does their own. Football is their own animal because as just their own their own animal but the nba capitalizes on opportunities like they listen to the fans the, like adam silver should win some sort of award like commissioner of the year or whatever because everything he does for the nba is not benefiting him 100 percent. 
yeah, he's going to benefit from it at some point, but the people that the only people that are benefiting from it are the fans. Like that's what your job is as a commissioner. You know, look what Pete Rozelle did with the NFL. They wouldn't be the NFL without him. The NBA right now is wouldn't be where they are without Adam Silver. And I think the horse competition is a great idea. You're in isolated spots. You can it's it's horse. It doesn't matter where you are. Right. You can do shots like it doesn't matter if you and I are like you and I literally could go outside right now and have a horse competition on FaceTime, literally on FaceTime. So like it's just ingenious. It's so well done. And, you know, I will definitely be tuning in and I probably am going to throw money that I don't have on this. So <laughs> Paul Pierce, win me some cash, bro. It's going to be interesting to see how this all goes down. I know there's a lot of people on one side of the fence like, oh, this is great, like live sports something to watch on ESPN and then a lot of other people are like all right this is just like hokey and and kind of lame and I'm not interested in it but no. I'm I'm going to be watching like it's going to be entertaining like the players that are involved are personalities across the board they're going to make it entertaining and uh I'm excited to just see how it goes down and I know a lot of people that are sour on it are because um you know, back in the day when they had the horse competition during All-Star Weekend, and it was just an absolute flop. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how they kind of make it better this time around, and obviously with it being somewhat digital as well will make it interesting. Um, but the, the horse competition, I'm going to be glued to my TV, and I think it's better than what the, the 2K tournament that they just had. Like, I thought I was going to be all in on that, and I literally just watched the highlights that ESPN tweeted out. Yeah, the, the 2K tournament, I mean, I'd be more into it. I mean, as a 2K guy myself um, at the moment, um, I feel like, I yeah, it, it's good during, you know, if you're into it, but I'm not going to go out of my way uh, to watch it. Like, if they had it kind of promoted on Twitter mm -hmm. or Facebook, like, I'm tuning in and I'm going to throw it on my laptop uh, while I play 2K. But at the same time, yeah, I mean, you're right. I just kind of not into that. I think the horse competition is way more um, – personable yeah i agree and speaking of you playing 2k make sure you guys are following us on here on twitch if you're watching on twitch hit that follow button we're super close to 100 followers which helps us continue to grow and be able to produce insane content like patty pitts and the u leagues that he's been running and doing a tremendous job with those uh yeah they're going check back out soon all the stats on twitter at u league stats i believe is the twitter handle um but we yeah, recorded is. stats we've we've Doing a whole lot of stuff here on Twitch, so make sure you hit that follow button and help us out there. And if you're watching on Facebook, hit the like button on Facebook. Um, some other news, though, NFL draft news. Obviously, the draft going to be pretty much a virtual fantasy football draft this year, Pitts. Uh, the list of 58 players that were invited to the, the call was released today from Josina Anderson. There's a lot of familiar faces and a lot of faces that I think uh, have grown exponentially just from people boosting these players' stocks on Twitter. Uh, and I think one of them is a guy that the Eagles could potentially be targeting, and that's Denzel Mims. I think he's gained a ton of traction uh, over the past few months at the wide receiver position to be kind of like right underneath the big three of Jerry, Judy, CeeDee Lamb, and Henry Ruggs. But uh, 58 players will be involved in the virtual draft, and... Uh, the NFL draft is still going to happen, so we still have that towards the end of April to look forward to as well. 
Yeah, I'm excited for this. I think it's a really good opportunity to kind of cash in on the situation at hand. The virtual draft, essentially, I mean, you could literally just do it anyways. I mean, uh, we had virtual drafts when I was in high school for fantasy football. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's essentially the same thing. But and the good thing is, and I saw this, that they're going to be raising money for, uh, you know, relief for this virus. So um, I think that's a really great opportunity, too, that uh, they're cashing in on. And I think it's just a really good idea, too, because now it's different. It's something like we said like people need to watch something people need to escape with something and they need hope and the nfl draft is even if there wasn't this going on it's hope for a new season it's hope Mm -hmm. for your franchise it's hope for um you know maybe you're gonna win your franchise gonna take home a super bowl or whatnot hope for a franchise player now we have hope for sports you know now we now we kind of raise the stakes a little bit and it's a hope for sports being back. And you bet your sweet bottom dollar, I'm going to be exactly in this chair right now watching the NFL draft. Yeah, I can't wait for the draft. It's going to be uh, a blast to kind of see how it all goes down. And I know uh, one of my boys tweeted today and quote tweeted the whole Las Vegas uh, thing that was supposed to happen. It was like, how is this going to happen now? And uh, I was like, dude, just get a Zoom virtual background of the, the fountains and put it behind every player. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll, 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 oh, shameless plug right now for fourth and goal. But uh, we'll, we recorded last night for our show and released the episode today. But when we recorded on Zoom, Will had a background of Joe Exotic. So oh, like, my God. So, like, you know what I mean? Like, you, you, you can do so much with the backgrounds. Just, like, you make it work. It'll, everything will work out. Yeah. I mean – it'll happen the draft's gonna be a blast and i got some draft insight because obviously if you don't know now you know uh i produce my boy connor miles his football podcast called just another football podcast check it out on twitter at another fb pod and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts um but we've gotten some exclusive insight from people around the league on that show so far just four episodes in and uh mike k from nj.com uh, covers the Eagles and everything. Connor and Mike talked about Yannick Ngakwe and how that situation has still been materializing. And Yannick was on TV the other day talking about how he his time with the Jaguars is just done and like the Jaguars need to realize they need to move on and all this kind of stuff. Um, and kind of described the organization he wants to go to. And a lot of people are like, oh, sure, sounds like the Eagles. Uh, but you got to take the realistic approach too. When it comes to Yannick, He's going to cost you draft capital. The Eagles right now have eight draft picks after the Darius Slay trade, and the Jaguars are, are going to play tough to get. Like They played tough to get with Jalen Ramsey and still ended up getting two first-round picks for a guy that didn't even sign an extension yet. Um, you know They're going to play hardball when it comes to Yannick and getting the most that they possibly can for this guy, and they're not starting any t- kind of talks unless a first-round pick's involved. And you'll probably be like, oh, but the Jaguars have multiple first-round picks. They've got 12 draft picks this year. Yeah, well, you're going to try to capitalize on as much as you can and potentially use those picks next year to to maneuver away to go get potentially Trevor Lawrence if the Jaguars stink again, which I think they will. Um, so, I mean, you're not going to get Yannick for pennies, but I've, I've stood by it. I think the Yannick trade, when and if it happens to whatever team, 
it's going to be very similar to the Frank Clark D Ford type of trade where he gets traded for a second round pick and a future pick and something like that. Um, but I mean, you're essentially trading draft capital to pay Yannick Ngakwe. That's how you have to look at it. And the Eagles cap situation, sure, they have $25 million in cap space right now, but they're going to try to maneuver and use that cap space and defer it down the line when their cap hell kind of starts to kick in because next year they are insanely over the cap. And Mike K talked about this on the pod and said, you know, they have the Eagles, I forget who put the tweet out, but the Eagles have the most amount of, uh, you know, if, if you cut guys and have that, that cap relief from that, they have the most amount of potential money there, and it's going to be over $52 million, Pitts. Jesus, Just from, from guys getting cut next after the 2020 season. Like, you can say, oh, go and cut this player, this player, this player, and this player, whether I know Mike listed off Deshaun Jackson, Malik Jackson, Alshon Jeffrey, and a couple other guys, but that still leaves the Eagles at $6 million over the cap. So they're going to have to find ways to get creative and everything, and I think that's why you haven't seen the Eagles go out and trade for anybody, make any of those flashy signings that we wanted them to at the wide receiver position, whether it was you know Robbie Anderson or going and getting a guy on the cheap like Rashad Perriman or something like that. It's because they've got to maneuver this cap and, and make it so that down the line they can still continue to make moves because we all know Howie Roseman likes to manipulate the cap like he did with the, the two contracts this year in uh, Javon Hargrave and Rodney McLeod's deals. Yeah, I really think the it's a tough situation for you guys down in Philly. I mean, because you're in a weird place right now. I mean, it's just a weird situation with your whole cap room. And I feel like you're, but you're not alone, though. And when you get a guy like Ngakwe and, you know, you want to make it work, it just it's really tough and it's you got to think towards the future. Um, and, you know, just cutting a couple guys isn't going to get you that $53 million. It's going to take a lot more than that. So it's, it's a whole thing that's going to uh, really be tough uh, to get going. But I, I see the Eagles making a, some good moves at the draft. And, you know, you, to be fair, you're not the worst team in the NFC East. So that's something to look forward to. Yeah, it's. I mean, the whole situation is going to be interesting. Like, Yannick is – a special player like he's gonna be 25 years old and already has almost 40 sacks in a four-year exactly. career he's, but you don't need filthy. him right now right you don't need he, him he, that's a good thing you don't need him you would like him to help you get to that you, next you would, step but you would yeah, you love to have right yannick on this on this eagles team because Absolutely. like we talked about a couple weeks ago pitts you have Brandon Graham and Yannick on the edge and then you have fletcher cox javon hargrave malik jackson hassan ridgeway up the middle and then yeah. If you ended up keeping Derek Barnett, you have Derek Barnett to come in on the edge. You have Josh Sweat, who made improvements last year. And if Sharif Miller, you know, becomes anything, like, that's a bonus for you. So, you add Yannick, it adds insane depth to this team. But it's a matter of, can you bring him in, give him the contract he wants, and still come away not giving up crazy draft capital that's going to prevent this Eagles team from getting younger. And that's the biggest priority for this Eagles team right now. And sure, Yannick is a young player, and he fits the the timeline of this team moving forward and everything, but they also need to learn to hit on draft picks because the Eagles drafts the past few years, outside of a, a couple picks here and there, have been absolutely horrendous. 
Yeah, that's a big thing. And not only the Eagles, but a lot of teams this year have to really focus in on it. Yeah, it might be a virtual draft, but it still matters. Like, it's still, this isn't just a Madden virtual draft. This is a real draft that they need to hit on. And a lot of teams really need to hit home runs with their with their picks this year. Uh, and you can't just give away picks, unless you're Bill O'Brien. Um, oh. you, you can give away as many picks as you want. Uh, it's a fire sale down in Houston. Um but that's beside the point. Uh, but yeah, it's just it's yeah. That's uh, you got to really hit new draft picks this year. Like seriously, um, a lot of teams are making some crucial moves that they moving forward. And the Eagles, yeah, you want Ngakwe, but like you do need guys like a C.D. Lamb and um, Jerry Judy, and you need help there. And everyone needs offensive line help. So it's I mean like it's you got to really just look at what you have now and then plan for the future. Uh, when you when you cross that bridge yeah and you bring up bill o'brien because a guy we talked about the last time you were on the pod pits was is brandon cooks fit the eagles could he be a guy that they trade for and you know he was heavily linked to the eagles Not and I, t- I tell everybody all the time whenever the eagles are heavily linked to a player outside of a few circumstances and i'd say darius slay is one of them they're not going to end up trading for that guy and Brandon Cooks is the latest scenario there because uh, tonight, right before we went live, the Houston Texans sent a second-round pick to the L.A. Rams in exchange for Brandon Cooks. And that move makes absolutely zero sense to me. Uh, Brandon Cooks coming off arguably the worst year of his career. Why are you going to buy high on a guy who's coming off a terrible year? He's concussion-prone. And... Quite frankly, you just had DeAndre Hopkins under contract for the next three years if you're the Houston Texans, and now you you still haven't recouped a first-round draft pick for any of these trades Bill O'Brien's made since he's been you know, GM in place since the Texans don't have a legit GM, and he's literally just burning that franchise to the ground, and trading a second-round pick for Brandon Cooks is just absolutely foolish. I'm glad the Eagles did not bite on that compensation, especially with Brandon Cooks' contract. And uh, the Texans just continue to look dumb. See, I have one problem with this trade, and it has nothing to do with Brandon Cooks' ability as a wide receiver. It is, why the hell is he going to the Houston Texans? (laughs) That makes zero sense. He's going to a team that already has... Randall Cobb, Will Fuller, Kenny Stills. Yeah, those aren't flashy names at in 2020. Let's just run nine routes all game long. It's one, they're the same receiver. Two, they all demand the ball. And now you throw Brandon Cooks in that, and it's like, what are you doing? Like, there's no – like, Brandon Cooks should have went to a team – like the Eagles, where they need a guy like a number one. When he was traded to the Patriots, that was an unbelievable move for the Patriots. They needed a Brandon Cooks-type guy. The Houston Texans have three Brandon Cooks-type guys before Brandon Cooks even got there. And then, I'm just going to put the spin on it because fantasy football, that's what I do, is in in L.A., he was probably like a mid-draft pick for me. You know, kind of that, like, maybe a seventh, eighth, ninth, in my view, just because of uh, his just awful, awful season last year. But he goes to Houston, and it's like, oh, well, he has Deshaun Watson throwing the ball now. His, his ADP definitely has to go up. No, it doesn't, because when you realize 
where he is in the situation. I'm just going to, before I continue this rant, Kyle, name me the receivers that were on the Rams that were better than uh, Cooks last year. Cooper Cup. Correct. And Robert Woods. Okay, well, also, they had the tight end. Um, oh, my God, I'm going to forget their names. But um, oh, but I can't – but the, there was two tight ends as well. Mm-hmm. I can't think of their names off the top of my head because my mind is going 1,000 miles per hour trying to get this rant off. But then, okay, so he was – point of the whole – my whole asking you that is because, okay, he was in a situation where there were too many mouths of feeds and, you know, younger guys stepped up and became more important to the offense. All right, well, now Brandon Cooks needs to be traded to somewhere where he's going to be the vocal point of an offense similar to when he was uh, in New England. Okay, well, mm, he goes to Houston. All right, well, what's the situation there? Well, you have Randall Cobb, you have Will Fuller, you have Darren Fells, you have Kenny Stills. Um, Okay, well, there you go. We're back to square one. Do you see this? You see, I feel like we're I just deja vu. He's in the same situation. He literally just went from one mud pit to another. Like he's he's still stuck. Like it, it just makes no sense. And the Rams, the Rams just got what they wanted. You know what I mean? They just used him as a pawn and great job to L.A. for doing that. Gerald um, Everett but, and oh, Tyler Higby are the tight ends. We're thank you. Of. Thank you. J.S. Higby. Yeah. And Higby. Finished as a top ten tight end last year. Yeah, he was Cooper great. Cup finished as a Cooper Cup was the number five rated receiver last year in terms of yards and, in my opinion, top top five fantasy wide receiver as mm-hmm. well. And then you have Robert Woods, top fifteen wide receiver last year. Like, all right, well, he goes to Houston or you go to Houston now. Will Fuller has the ceiling of a number one wide receiver. Just can't he stay healthy. Even- Stay healthy. Randall Cobb was the number one wide receiver in Green Bay. So you have two of those number one type wide receivers in the same, on the same team, and you know in that same offense. And then you throw another number one wide receiver in Brandon Cooks when he was getting that attention in New Orleans. I'll say one A one B when he was in New England because obviously you have Jules. Mm-hmm. And then you bring him in Houston, and then Kenny Stills is just that annoying guy who is going to take the top off the away. defense. Yes, he's going to take the top off the events and take the targets away from those guys who created the number one. He literally just went from what, like, he literally did not change scenarios at all. No. Like, it just, that's the biggest issue I have with this trade is that it's not that the Rams didn't get something good out of it. No, the Rams actually made out like bandits in this trade. Well, they're getting a second round pick for them. They're, they're, getting could, a, I mean, they're getting a second round pick, but the Rams trading Brandon Cooks actually makes them lose. Five million dollars in cap space, just to yeah. put in perspective how badly yeah, the Rams have butchered their cap space. Yeah, I wasn't going to bring that up because I was trying to. <laughs> it's I a bad trade the, across the board. I was in my trying to help the Rams out a little bit. I didn't want to bash two organizations. I only wanted to bash one. But yeah, the Rams also with Todd Gurley and with Brandon Cooks now. That's about ninety, uh, over ninety million guaranteed uh, to both those guys, and now you have forty million in dead cap. Like. Bro, like, what are you doing? Like, this Bill is O'Brien just ridiculous. stinks, man. And uh, this tweet we saw, too, before we went live from uh, Football Perspective at FBG Chase tweeted this. He said, a charmed life. Brandon Cooks has now gone from Drew Brees to Tom Brady to Jared Goff to Deshaun Watson at quarterback. Larry Fitzgerald once went from Derek Anderson to Max Hall to John Skelton to former Eagles quarterback Kevin Cobb 
to Skelton to Cobb to Skelton to Cobb to Ryan Lindley without changing teams. Now, here's the bad part, Pitts. I don't know what's worse. Larry Fitzgerald's situation there or the fact that I remember every single one of those Cardinals quarterbacks. <laughs> yeah, like, I remember Kevin Cobb cost me a uh, fantasy season once, so that, that's how I remember him. But, you know, like, it's just bananas. Like, Brady Cooks has literally had generational type – he had the greatest of all time throwing to him. Then you have Drew Brees, who top three, in my opinion, or top five – and then you have Jared Goff, who honestly, I, I just think Jared Goff uh, had a bad year last year. I don't think Jared Goff's a bad quarterback. And then you have Deshaun Watson, who I think is going to be um, up there with Pat Mahomes and Jimmy G and all those young guys coming into the league uh, to be the future. And he still is getting the short end of the stick. And it's not even his fault. Like, yeah, a little bit of injury prone with the concussions, but he's just going to places where there's already a full house. Like, bro, like, just go to Arizona. Like, or not anymore, but, like, go to Miami. Go to Detroit. Yeah, go to Detroit, because he's better. I would put Brandon Cooks over Marvin Jones. So, you have Brandon Cooks and Kenny Galladay. Boom. Like, go to Green Bay. Go so many other places but Houston. Gotta love Bill O'Brien, man. Gotta love Bill O'Brien for his horrendous trades. Uh, Awful. Awful. to, To put some humor in, the Eagles... Obviously, on FS1, they are uh, rebroadcasting Miracle at the Meadowlands. Technically, number three, but Mike Quick dubbed it number two in the T- in the radio broadcast. And uh, the Eagles tweeted that Eli Manning threw a touchdown to Mario Manningham. And uh, the comment section of that tweet was literally as if we took a time machine and went back to the game. And Eagles fans, I, I just love you guys. I love our fan base. It's absolutely great. People were commenting like, we're never winning a Super Bowl. Uh, fire everyone. We stink. Offensive pass interference. This is terrible. It's as if the game was happening right now and it's the middle. It's like the beginning of April. Yeah. But yeah. I, I, if I if I keep, keep going on this rant, I'm going to get even louder and louder. And, and my parents are already mad at me enough. So... You know what, Brandon Cooks, you raised my blood pressure. Thanks, man. Thank you. No, not even Brandon Cooks. It's it's Bill O'Brien and the goddamn Texans. Okay. Never mind. It's good. Just Houston, you're not going to win. Houston, uh, you have a problem. Eagles fans never change. Keep commenting on tweets from throwback games as if they're happening right now, and it'll make me laugh. Uh, But we we highlighted it at the top of the show. We thought we were going to have UFC Island pits. Uh, Dana White said he was going to go buy an island and get all the American fighters out there so we could have UFC matchups. But uh, as of today, UFC, no no operations indefinitely, and uh, all the matches have been canceled. Yeah, and I mean, I would have loved – talk about must-see TV with the NBA horse competition. Could you imagine if we had like a – an island of UFC fighters and they were just duking it out. <laughs> that would be absolutely incredible. It would literally be like their own village. It would be like and if just, Big Brother met UFC. Oh my it would Survivor okay, meets you know, UFC. Right, that's what okay, I was getting there, but I just had a brilliant, brilliant brain blast. Is all right, you take you get UFC to do the private island, okay? And then you hire MTV and VH one, one of the two 
whoever wants it, and you make a reality show out of it of all the UFC fighters <laughs> and say their families or whatnot on the island, and then it would be like a weekly show, and then you would have the fights on like Saturday through FS1 or um, UFC it's like the circle on Netflix, but it's UFC. I gotta finish that. I gotta finish. I haven't that. even started it, but it's, it's on really the list. Good. I actually would. Yeah, I, it's actually really good, and I actually didn't think it would be as entertaining as it is. But um, you know, Casey and I were watching it, and she got me into it. So I, I, I gotta start watching that. I got, I, I got that. Watch Westworld. I gotta watch Hunters. Uh, you know, we have. There might not be sports on, but there's definitely there's a whole content lot of pumping. And you yes. bring up all the stuff we're watching, Pitts. You bring up Hunters, which I've recommended on this show probably now for almost a month. You you guys need to be watching it because uh, we've teased streamer season since Super Bowl Sunday. Well, episode one is getting recorded tomorrow night. Myself, Dom, and Kevin Guest making his Underground Sports Philadelphia podcast debut on streamer season. We're going to be breaking down, discussing, and uh, rating and reviewing the show Hunters on Amazon Prime. So get in, binge that thing tonight and tomorrow uh, so you can listen to the pod when it launches, whether that's going to be on Saturday or Monday. I'm not sure yet, um, but we're recording definitively tomorrow. I'm super excited to talk about this show. It is one of the best shows I've ever watched. And then uh, we're going to have episodes about the infamous, famous docuseries Tiger King, that is going to be discussed on streamer season. And uh, we're also going to do comedy specials. So Burt Kreischer and Tom Segura just had comedy specials drop. They are absolutely hilarious. Uh, and we've got some some terminology that we're going to be dropping on your heads on episode one to uh, inform you on shows that might have multiple seasons that none of us have watched yet. Or, you know, Pitts has watched every episode of Westworld, but I haven't, so I've got to hit... Uh, you know, the term we're going to be using for that. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Make sure you're following Streamer Season on Twitter and Instagram at Streamer Season, S-Z-N. And uh, we're on all your favorite podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, all that good stuff. And uh, make sure you guys are following us on Twitter, at Underground PHI. You can follow Pitts on Twitter, at Pat underscore Pitts. You can follow me on Twitter, at K-B-I-Z-Z-L-3-1-1. And follow... Our flagship fantasy football podcast, Fourth and Goal at Fourth and Goal USP. There's a rumor or something that I'm making an appearance on the show this weekend, so uh, stay tuned for that. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Um, and make sure you subscribe to all of our podcasts on every single podcast platform there is. Uh, obviously, the main show being on Apple Podcasts. Leave those five star ratings and reviews. Let us know what you think about Major League Baseball's plan to potentially play as soon as May or June. Uh, the NBA horse competition, who you think is going to win, all the Yannick news, and uh, let us know what you're watching as well on the streamer season podcast reviews. But five stars only. We have standards. We know you do too. Uh, and if you don't have an iPhone, Make sure you check us out on Spotify, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, the TuneIn app, iHeartRadio, Radio.com, wherever you get your podcasts. Underground Sports Philadelphia is there. Fourth and Goal will soon be on most of those platforms. OTB is on all of those platforms. Streamer Season will soon be on all of those platforms. And uh, Process Potables as well. They just dropped some uh, crazy episodes, and uh, they're talking about some, some high-quality beer, 
high quality beer during this time. They you talked want, about WrestleMania. They talked and, about WrestleMania. Oh my god, it was so wild. I, there's not even enough time left in this episode for me to get into it because a man was buried and came back from the dead, and then um, there was a funhouse match where John Cena disappeared at the end of it. So I, I it just it, if you want to know what the hell I'm talking about, go watch that and then go watch WrestleMania. Yeah, go listen to that because they they know wrestling more than I ever will, and uh, it's absolutely hilarious. So make sure you check that out and uh we'll be back uh this weekend hopefully talking about some other sports news developing watch hunters so you can get in on the streamer season conversation and uh just be safe out there guys do everything you're supposed to be doing and uh let's get this thing back on track to where it needs to be sooner rather than later take all those necessary precautions stay the hell home if you can stay the hell home um shout out to all the nurses doctors and uh, people working at grocery stores, all that good stuff. You guys are champions, and um, we'll catch you guys soon. Anything to plug, Pitts? I know you guys dropped a new episode today or yesterday, but anything else from the fourth yeah, and we goal dropped a new ep- front? We got uh, we got a new episode out now introducing Wellis, uh, our new – if you've seen 4AG stats on Twitter, that has been him, and we did, did a little bit of an introductory episode – uh, with him so you know who he is um, and it was a really fun interview um, and then we got obviously we'll confirm the rumors now that you will be on the show this weekend and then we got <clears throat> draft episode coming out another guest teammate of fourth and goal f tank diesel is coming back to talk nfl draft and uh, just follow the U Sports Leagues. I haven't been really uh, doing that because we've been cooking up some other stuff. But I'm going to get back to it, um, probably starting with baseball. And uh, we're just going to get that. And um, I'll probably work that a little bit. But, yeah, definitely go check us out on Twitch, please, uh, and uh, get us up to 100 followers. Yeah, follow the Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash PHI. Like the Facebook page, facebook.com slash PHI. And I have a hilarious tweet that just came across my timeline, retweeted by the one and only Mike K. Pitts, the year is 2074. Brandon Cooks is traded for the 32nd time. Frank Gore runs for 745 yards and six touchdowns. That's that's one hell of a way to end the show right there. No, I'm not, I'm not saying anything. That's it. You have to end the show that's like it. that. That's the tweet. That's the tweet right there. Uh, I need that sent to me immediately. As always, guys, show brought to you by our local sponsors. Support local businesses during all this time, too. Not that you shouldn't before, but especially now. Main Auto LLC, Ducharms Pro Foot, Security 21, Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated, Bob Novick Auto Mall, Mark Ronchetti, CPA, LLC. Get your taxes in. Get them done. Go to our friend Mark Ronchetti. Uh, the Dental Wellness Center of Vineland, of course, powered by Design Tree, Sp- uh, spring 20 promo code at checkout saves you 20% off dsgntreat.com search underground sports philadelphia and our friends tomahawk shades tomahawkshades.com at checkout use the promo code usp and you save 25% off on sunglasses blue light glasses whatever's in your cart you're getting 25% off uh they're the best in the business so make sure you check them out as well and uh like i said we'll be back this weekend talking whatever comes to mind and uh we'll give you show recommendations all that good stuff it's gonna be a blast i'm gonna sit down now with dommy dom to record otb and uh 
we're going to keep the content flowing. So for everybody here at Underground Sports Philadelphia, this has been episode number 226. For Pitts, I'm KB. We are signing off. Peace.